is over the line on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. weekend it has been for Wisconsin sports and yesterday was the cherry on top of the weekend that was Sunday because if <laughs> if things were gonna get crazy then it's gonna get crazy as let's get nuts today yesterday where do we begin actually reverse Saturday, where do we begin? The Wisconsin Badger football team gets absolutely embarrassed. Just a disgusting performance of football. I'm using the air quotations if you're not watching us on Twitch. As they lose to Brett Bielema and the Fighting Illini 34-10. Illinois played Wisconsin football. Wisconsin looked like they didn't even know what a football was. It was pathetic. It was putrid. It was awful. It was one of the worst displays of sport that I had ever seen. Did I miss anything there, Rowdy? Well, I think just Saturday? look at the just look at the crowd, and we'll start with the crowd at the red zone. So I would say it's that before the game with everyone tailgating and out and about, I would actually say that the Illinois game probably had about the second most people at it behind the Illinois Ugh. State night game. For Ugh. people in the beer garden, for people roaming around, I think it, you could easily argue that it had the second most people out and about at the red zone yeah. behind the night game. Yeah. That was the first game of the year. Beautiful day, Rowdy. People were ready to celebrate and party, like getting back at it for Wisconsin now, football. In the stands, people started filing out in the second half and definitely in the fourth quarter. Oh, God. The student section had like maybe 20% full. It was like, but it was the exact same on Regent Street. Yeah, there's, there's a ghost. People started clearing out in the second half at the red zone. Like, you know how it was a pretty, pretty tight, uh, filled up beer garden? Yeah. By the third and fourth quarter, there was a lot of room out there. There was tumbleweeds. Blowing around. All right. So, uh, I mean, jump around. We're, I don't even think people were even jumping around during jump around. Did they do jump around? They did. <laughs> they did. I think it was a, a lot of people that are sitting there shell-shocked. In the second quarter of the game on Saturday, uh, there was, was me, Rowdy, uh, so great listeners uh, from all over the beautiful state of Wisconsin of ours. And we all, I was saying to Dougie, or I'm sorry, G-Dub, uh, one of our great listeners up in Appleton. I said, dude, Badgers are going to lose. Like, you can feel it in the air. It was just bad. And what happened? They lost to Brett Bielema and the Fighting Illini of Illinois. All right, so that happened, right? Then what happened a little later that day? The Milwaukee Brewers, who are in a chance at fight for their lives to get into the playoffs for that final NL wildcard spot, the Milwaukee Brewers are taking on the Miami Marlins. This is Saturday night. The Brewers are leading. They have a chance to win this game Saturday. What happens? They blow it in the ninth inning and lose four to three to the dead fish, the Marlin. Oh, by the way, the Phillies, by the way, won on Saturday, pushing the Brewers back. Okay, so that happens. Badgers get embarrassed. One of the worst games you've ever seen. Brett Bielema comes in, punks Wisconsin, plays Wisconsin football, beats them. Brewers, they lose having their playoff chances dwindle even more to the stinking Marlins. 
And then what happens on Sunday? What happens yesterday? Well, the Packers, this is an ugly game. Matt Jones out high ankle sprain. Brian Hoyer out with the concussion after the, uh, the game barely started. Who comes rolling in? The third string quarterback, Bailey Zappi. The Packers hang on for their lives. Aaron Rodgers playing like turds in the first half and then turns it around in the second half. The defense getting cut up like Swiss cheese uh, against Bailey Zappi and the, and the New England Patriots. What happens? The Packers go to overtime. Time expires. Mason Crosby hits a field goal. They win. Okay, that's cool. There's no style points in the NFL, but you get a win. You feel a little uneasy. But what happened in the fourth quarter, Rowdy? It wasn't during the Packer game. What happened in the fourth quarter? The Wisconsin Badgers release... The statement of all statements. Paul Christ, the Badgers head coach, fired! Fired! What? You're fired. You're fired. fired. Rowdy. You're fired. When you saw the news come down that Paul Christ during the fourth quarter of the Packers game was fired, what did you think? I thought it was a beautiful news dump, but also... I can't believe they did it in season. Paul Chris got Scott frosted. Yeah, what did you think? Was, well, one, when the first tweet that I saw was like, hey, source, there's a source saying that this is coming. More, more to follow. I'm like, wow. wow, we'll see. Just because I didn't think they would ever do it in season, but they, they did it. You're fired. Wow. You're fired. Rowdy. I can't believe they did it in season. I can't. I thought for sure that Wisconsin would have done it at the end of the year. That they would have let Paul Christ, you know, I I like Paul Christ, a Wisconsin guy, you know, like he's he'd done a lot of success, had a lot of success for the Badgers. It's just your zero and two in Big Ten play. You got lost to Washington State. You got embarrassed by Ohio State, and then you got absolutely pummeled by Brett Bielema and the Fighting Illini of Illinois. Uh, to, to the fact that you did it especially during a Packer game mid-season and then put Jimmy Leonard as the interim head coach absolutely blows my mind, but I kind of like it. What about you, Rowdy? I, it's not a Wisconsin thing to do, and that's why I like it. Yeah, we're going to have to see how this plays out because... Um, I think the Badgers are doomed this year, but... You look and see how they played against that Illinois team. It's terrible. It's awful. Listen. I... It's Especially bad. with your first game, you come out there, you light up an FCS school. Okay, who cares? Then you lose game two to Washington State the way you did. All right. You turn the football over. You made a lot of mistakes. Uh, you didn't play a good football game. Whatever. You go back out there, just completely, completely light up New Mexico State. Yeah, well, they stink. Okay, let's see what you got <laughs> against Ohio State. You get absolutely embarrassed against Ohio State. You would think that after having two out of those four games go the way that they did, you have a a head coach that used to coach here, a Big Ten rival, and you're you are coming off of getting embarrassed. You would think that that's like the bounce back of all bounce backs. Yeah, you didn't even show up. You, no, there was you got literally punched no in the mouth and you went home. I don't even think they were even. I, th- I don't even think they came from home. I think they never even got. There to be punched. I'm looking here at uh, MadCitySportsZone.com, our website. Our sports director Zach Heilprin always has a beautiful write-up of each uh, Badgers game. He's you know a juggernaut of Wisconsin sports. Uh, here's the first sentence: Wisconsin hit a new low 
in its season with a 34-10 loss to former coach Brett Bielema in Illinois on Saturday at Camp Randall. And then he always gives game balls out to you know every three phrases, each aspect of the game. Game balls. Offense. Nope. Defense. Nah. What went wrong? Now he says the offense, but I would say literally everything went wrong for the Wisconsin Badgers. Rowdy, they were awful. They were terrible. It was criminal out there. Something had to happen. And it was a drastic measure. It was a drastic move. And I didn't know Chris McIntosh was going to do it. Because remember last week, Rowdy, we were talking about uh, the drubbing of Ohio State. Chris McIntosh had this sit-down of Jim Polzine or uh, the State Journal, whatever it was. And he was glowing, glowing of Paul Chris, saying he's not going to do anything crazy, yada, yada, yada. And again, though, that was before the Illinois loss. But watching that game, Rowdy, watching that game against Illinois, and how it all went down, and how Illinois played Wisconsin football. Illinois, uh, Brett Bielema punked Paul Chris and the Badgers. Like something drastic had to be happen and had to be addressed, right? I think the most alarming thing from the entire game. Well, there's a lot of things, but one statistic in general. How about the fact that Wisconsin football rushed for two yards? Oh my, that's yes. What's the identity of Wisconsin football, Rowdy? <laughs> Running the football. Two yards. Like, Illinois had more touchdowns rushing than Wisconsin had rushing yards. <laughs> it's, it's insane. And here's the thing about it. Jim Leonard's now the interim head coach. I think Wisconsin's doomed this year. Well, that's that's that, that's one of the other things that no one's talking about. Wisconsin's going like, to stink. Okay, they well. They stink. Your guy, who everyone thought Jim Leonard would be the the head coach in waiting, right behind Paul Christ. How long are they going to hold on to Paul Christ? Uh huh. Is it going to be at the end of this year? Is it going to be four years from now? When is it? Well, the guy that you're talking about, Jim Leonard, has never been a head coach before, and his defense just got murdered the last two weeks. Yeah. I, Wisconsin's not in a good place. Wisconsin football is, it's tough scene right now. It's not good. We're going to have to talk about this a lot today, and obviously, rightfully so. Uh, let's open up the phone, 608-321-1670. Let's go. Line three, good morning. Here, kitty, 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 kitty. <laughs> Dave from Monona. Dave, uh, they did Wildcat again, by the way, on Saturday. It, it was, didn't work. It, was it didn't bit, work. It was terrible. Well, of course it's not going to work. You no, 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 oh, no, no. Here we go, Dave. Here we go. No, you flat on. out said run the Wildcat more because that's going to what that's what's going to win you games. It would. I'm it would. Say, okay. I'm gonna say, if our no. shut his pie hole, I'll no, tell no, no, why no, no, no. Why should I shut my pie hole when I'm you're going tell you to tell why. us why you were wrong? No, I'm going to tell you how that play works. You can't have Graham Mertz on the field when you're running it. That's it what the cool. Wildcat does. You leave the quarterback on there no, because he not. can always no, still pass the ball no, out of it. Don't. No, you don't. You're wrong. You're a liar. <laughs> Graham Mertz is not a runner. You take Graham Mertz off the field, and then you got a better chance. I mean, just shut his mic off. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> yes, because... because Dave, I, never shot, I never shot anyone's mic because off. Because other, other people run it, leave Let's the quarterback just be civil. on the field. Let's be civil, boys. And you can always pitch the ball back to the quarterback. But they and don't there's do passes. it, so. Nope, they don't. They don't. But I know tensions are running said, high today. Tensions you said high. the Wildcat will work and win them games. It will work. It's a great, it's a great play when you have what you can't. Dave, you I'll say 10. this: when I anyway. saw when I saw Braylon Allen in the Wildcat and throw a pass against Brett Bielema in Illinois, I said, "This game is it's done. This is over." And that oh, was like what, the done, second um, quarter, third quarter. Like it's, it's done. And then I tried to tell RZ and all you other clowns out there. <laughs> 
There's no, like there's no account. There's no accountability. And if I got to hear one more damn iron, Alan, Alan, take your jock shorts and get the hell out of town. I could care less. You, know, you, you stunk. You stink. You know, your back pocket's full. You got plenty of money for barbecue and, and Sprecher root beer. I told you guys a long time ago oh, when players get, got, get paid. And by the way, I thought the whole reason for nil was, RJ, that the university's making money off these players. Well, I don't think the uh, university's making money off of Iron Jock, barbecue, and Sprecher. Wrong again, as usual, RJ. <laughs> for what? As NIL as is up, name, image, and likeness. It's not the university. Right. The university but, already makes money off of them. No, they don't. Not, not, not off of uh, Sprecher beer and barbecue and uh, Iron Jockey. Yeah, but they make no, money off of the TV contracts and all the... That's a business. Yeah. So, Dave... That's business. Hey, Midwest makes money off of uh, business contracts. Yep. I don't see RJ and Nelson getting paid extra. Uh, well, they do. Uh, no, 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 no. Ebo does no, ad libs like, and gets paid for them. That the company depends doesn't. on the remotes we do and stuff. But Dave, yeah. let, let me ask you this: enough about yeah. arguing about no Midwest family broadcasting. But Dave, on Wisconsin, do you agree with Paul Chris being fired midseason? Yes, and here's why: I try because you still got a chance to save the season. You're two and two. The West stinks. Um, Jim Leonard's not the answer. I mean, you can't have a guy come in when the coaches, coaches staff has reported to one man, and then all of a sudden now he's got, they got to return a report to another guy. That situation never works. And Jim Leonard got put into a bad situation. Alan, you want the transfer portal? I'll, I'll, you know, we'll pack your clothes right now. Will you help him pack his iron jocks? Yeah, he can he can leave right now. Now, granted, they're going to play two bad teams. And you know well, yeah, but what's Wisconsin? They're, they're a bad they're team. Gonna, Wisconsin's going to overreact, and Leonard's going to, hey, we're going to play Northwestern, and they're going to give a long-term cut. No, Leonard's not the answer. It's just, and now, but, but the biggest reason for the call is, okay, McIntosh gets the ball to get rid of Chris. When in the hell is he going to tell Tony Gardell to take a, take a flying blank? <laughs> Five years, he has totally destroyed, destroyed his program. You guys bring Barry on there, and Barry makes excuses. Hey, well, Barry's the man. You don't don't give any yeah, ricochet to Barry. Here. Barry's the man. Same with RJ. They're young. They had all this talent. Number one, people leaving school. No, it doesn't affect anybody. Hey, Barry's else. a national just, champion, man. He's an NHL. He's an Olympian. We we listen yeah, to what Barry I mean, says. But making, but making excuses for a, a top ten program life the last five years. Well, Dave, they lost. Now, they lost to Lakehead. Well, of course they did. Three to two. I, and I bet you they only had like two hundred fans. And, but he's going to be next. But Anyway, it was not part uh, of the ticket package. I know that. Okay, uh, give me your here, kitty, kitty. Here, kitty. <laughs> By the way, uh, you tell Ben never mess with the blind guy. I told him straight up, Illinois was going to win. Dave, the game I'll say this: you did. Uh, this is even before the season started, uh, the regular season. You said that Wisconsin would lose to Illinois at Camp Randall, and you didn't even need the points. You just said straight well, up, give me Illinois. I know, but but you can't get that. Through, you can't get through, uh, RJ said there. Is it, is it, is it, is it <laughs> you didn't make the bet with Ben. What? Yeah, didn't is make it, the bet with me. Oh, I know, but no, Ben's an ass clown. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Dave, here, kitty, 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 kitty. See you, buddy. <laughs> the Wildcat was the Wildcat a wild was, failure. It was terrible. The Wildcat was, was terrible. Awful. And it, if this is the new wrinkle that Bobby Ingram is, then Jim Leonard, if, who's ever coached next year, it's time to. If do you're going to run the Wildcat and think that it's going to be semi successful, you got to have someone that can throw the effing ball. Like, like, like Taysom, like like Taysom Hill. Can actually throw the football. He can. He He's can. a quarterback. Monte Ball. Randall Cobb played yeah. a little quarterback can, yeah. at Kentucky. Bring him you in. Ha- you have to legitly know how to throw the football. Okay. One of the passes that Braylon Allen threw on Saturday was terrible. It was awful. <laughs> it was it was <laughs> bad. It was so bad. And it's like, what are you doing? Like what this is the wrinkle you bring in? All right. Like, imagine, imagine what are you doing? Imagine your wrinkle fifteen years ago was to let Bernie 
<laughs> the Matt Hebrew Bernstein. hammer be the wildcat. I would love to see Matt Bernstein throw the ball. I've seen him <laughs> throw a football. Yeah, at our tailgate, it's not good. I'm Bernie can do a him. lot of things, right, that, but throwing like a, a football tiny is football. not one of them. It was a little Nerf ball to give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> that, that, that was tough. <laughs> All right, Wisconsin fans, the Twitter poll is out at Zone Madison. Do you agree with Paul Chris being fired midseason? Yes or no? 446 votes already. Not even an hour up. 67% say yes. Nelly says no. RJ? Yeah, I'm more on the no side. Um, It's one of those, like, what do you expect to happen? Like, but like for for me, it he's you never want to turn your back on someone who gave so much to a program, right? His whole life, essentially, Wisconsin guy through and through, mm-hmm. if playing, if not coaching for, always being there, and just being a constant Wisconsin guy. But the business is so cutthroat, and Wisconsin has seemed to have been stuck in how things used to be done. I voted yes because of how unlike Wisconsin it is to do. Maybe a signing, a signal for change to come that they're no longer going to be stuck with what they once did and there's a new leaf to turn over to become a new program with a breath of French air. I I feel like that's you just trying to rationalize why they did it. (laughs) And this is why I'm going to say this. Because you say there's a new breath of fresh air. But there's then you a get Jim change. Leonard in and everything's a Wisconsin But guy. what has really changed? Nothing has changed from Sunday when we woke up in the morning to Monday when we woke up this morning. Nothing has changed. Paul Chris yeah. is gone. Yeah. And here's why nothing has changed in the program. You openly admitted to not going all in on NIL. How the F are you going to compete with Ohio State, mm-hmm. Alabama, Georgia, USC, like you're telling me now, I know that there were reports out there that Paul Christ, you know, actually came to McIntosh and was talking about how he's not going to take all of the money that he is allowed to be paid out. And there's kind of some, you know, more details that are going to come out. But you're telling me that if you're willing to can a guy like that in season where he's still owed over $16 million, but you wouldn't pay $5 million to bring in a legit Heisman candidate quarterback and Caleb Williams. Yeah. Instead, we have to watch bum Mertz play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? If it's I, I about it. money and NIL, like don't you, nothing, don't you think, nothing though, has changed. Don't you, you think that you have to make great you have to make a statement though? Like I agree with you, nothing has changed besides Jim Leonard's not the interim head coach. Well, but don't you say you have to make a statement to begin the change with, with what this move did? It, I think if you stick shocked. with him, you, sorry to interrupt. I think if you stick with him, you're saying that you're fine and complacent with the bull crap that you see out on the field the past three losses. No energy, no no passion, no motivation, nothing. You're fine with it. Uh, if you're Chris McIntosh and you don't make the move, you're fine with the lack of energy, the lack of Wisconsin football. Out and there. I'm kind of with some of the people that are starting to talk about uh, Jimmy Leonard and being the next head coach. I get if that was your plan the whole time, which it probably looks like it was. Mm-hmm. But Jimmy Leonard, in my opinion, is still a baseball prospect. Oh, totally. He looks great on paper. He's a he's one of the best prospects in baseball. But can he actually, I've never seen him be a head coach. I've never seen this player play in the big leagues. Can he actually succeed at the big leagues? Maybe, maybe not. But he's not proven. 
Nope, he's not. He's not. No, it's a grand experiment. All right. I will say this, though. I think a major factor in part of this, uh, oh, first, listening to like reports from local media and then national media, the local media has been, it's a shock that it happened in season. The national media is more or less like, I they think, I think the national media thinks Wisconsin has already hit its ceiling yeah. and they're well, wondering they're why they're firing this guy. Yeah. But I think a major portion of this is you had players come out and say after the game, at halftime, Coach Christ challenged us and drew the line in the sand and said, where are we going from here? Well, you're not going anywhere. And then they laid the egg. Yeah. So maybe that's part of it too. Right. I actually thought for the – I thought Paul Chris would be one of the guys that actually could threaten – to make a college football playoff, as we've Same, seen, totally. and thought he could break through at one point in his tenure mm-hmm. here. And I thought, you know, in the next few seasons, especially with the bump in recruiting and all of that, I just don't see, unless you commit to NIL or you commit to bringing in one of the top five college coaches in the sport, yeah. like the, the Dabos, like the Nick Sabans, like the Lincoln Rileys or the Urban Myers. I don't know how you really break through to officially contend with Ohio State every single yeah. year. Okay, uh, for, for the phone lines are packed, so let's go rapid fire here. We'll start with line one. Good morning, Corey and Marshall. What's up, dude? What a weekend, huh? Wow. Interesting times. I want to try to make this fast because you're busy here. Um, <clears throat> so it was a shock to me as well that they fired him that season. But then I see what you're saying, RJ and Rowdy. At the same time, I'm not big on cronyism and no offense, but that kind of sounds like, well, he's our guy. He's been here. He's done all this nice stuff. That's great. That's how a company dies on the vine. You see it all the time, and everybody's like, well, let's just keep this going. And then eventually yeah. you get to a point where it's too late, and you say, I wish I would have made this decision X, Y, Z ago. The analogy I use is evil brought this up, or I think, or maybe RJ, you brought it up, or maybe it was you, Rody, or Nelly. Could have been any other third guy there. That when they started seeing the fans leave at halftime, to me that re- that's reminiscent of when Mark Murphy saw the fans starting to leave and looking around Lambeau Field sure. after that Arizona game when Big Mike was still there, and it's like two thirds filled or like a half filled. Yeah, that's what you see. No offense, dollar signs. That's they're seeing dollar hey. signs walk out the door. Cash rules everything around me, and they do not care about. Okay, he was here for a long time. Um, that's great. Yeah. But at this point, we're seeing a lot of uh, issues cropping up where now it's affecting our bottom so, line. So, Corey, yes, you agree with the what happened? Oh, hardly. Yeah. Because you cannot I, – I, like, I get the sentimentality factor here in the upper Midwest. We're big on sentimentality. Yeah. And this guy stayed around, blah, blah, blah. But um, you have to countenance that with, number one, that wasn't his guy. You know, Akatosh sure. didn't hire Chris. Yeah. Um, and I agree with Pete from Monona. I'll say one last thing, yeah. that if Alvarez was still around, they would have let this completely crater out, and he would never admit his mistake. Yeah. He would have forced Chris to resign versus actually fire him. Good stuff, see Corey. Guys. See you, Take it easy. Uh, I'll see you. Line two, rapid fire. Let's go. Who's this? Good morning. This is Mike from Portage. Hey, Mike. What's up, brother? How crazy was that, like, Fan of like 15 minutes on the county sports <laughs> yesterday. Like the Packers are in overtime. The phone is dinging. You got the tornado Paul warning on the screen. <laughs> Brewers are losing. It's like, what is going on? And, and I totally agree with the, the firing. I think mainly because I truly think that Jim Leonard 
is a bigger name amongst in the whole world than Paul Chris because of he's been talking. Jimmy talked about they talk about Leonard getting hired in the NFL and how he's a great huge defensive coordinator. He should be taking the head coaching job here and there and here and there. Like I think he, like in the last three years he's been talked about a lot, and I really think it came down to. I think everyone keeps saying, like, this is not Wisconsin sport. This is not Wisconsin football. People leaving at halftime and stuff. And, yeah. And keep it was a ghost town after jump around. It was just it was like there's tumbleweeds blowing around. <laughs> and they need to lock, they need to lock down Jim Leonard before he left for an NFL job. We always almost lost it to the Packers. He almost went to yeah. the Packers. Yeah. And everything else. And you know also that Barry was involved with this. That Magatosh had Barry on the phone, you know, probably for the last week getting his – Ideas of his, sure. We all know that Barry's, Barry's still involved in that program. He's just in the backseat, in the Mike, back scenes and everything else. Good stuff, so. brother. Hold on to your butts because it's still going to get crazy. We still got Brewers and, oh, yeah. and Packers. <laughs> See you, buddy. Good stuff. See you, Mike. Uh, line three, good morning. Hey, Mark from Madison. Hey, Mark, what's up, brother? Hey, tough day. It's a oh. tough day no matter which way you look at it. I'm not going to say yes or no, which good or bad. I'm yeah. going to talk fast. Yeah, gotta go back yeah you're good, dude. No, wait, good. Uh, um, the... Uh, Old Pliny was sixty six and twenty seven. They went and let him go. Yeah. And look look what's happened there. You yeah. know, they still haven't found their their true calling. Barry Alvarez had a stretch where he, he took the, and I think he admitted to this. He took the after one of the Rose Bowls, he started going after much bigger players and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, he he struggled with that. So whether Mark, it's good or bad, he took a lot of three stars and turned them into four and five. But now they're getting four and fives there, and they're playing like threes and you know yeah. fours. You Mark, know? I assume you were at the game. Were you at the game? Yes. I was. I was at the game. You know what it reminded me of? If anybody watched that Minnesota game last year up at Minnesota, yeah. you know we, we we went up there and there was just no energy, and we was like, "What the hell? Where, where's the team?" There's been no energy all season, man. It's been tough. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mark, oh, yeah, it, crazy, crazy times, man, crazy times. It, it's tough because I like Paul. and I. And yeah, he's a great guy. It, 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 I'm, not, I'm not trying to say good or bad. Or, it, I was shocked midseason, I thought. Yeah, you know, yeah. But anyhow, and i got to tell you, Chris McIntosh, I've talked to him a couple times the last month or so, and, boy, he could you could see it on his face. He yeah, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't it was easy. Tough. I'm sure it wasn't easy. Yeah. Okay, gentlemen, have Mark, a good rest of the day. much love, brother. We'll, we'll we're going we're gonna to swing by. I'm, gonna, I'm threatening to come over there. So hey, hey. Get over there when th- he's th- threat, re- huh? threat received. Come on, baby. Let's right. go. I see you, All right, Mark. you guys. All take right. care. Okay, bye. Uh, uh, threat received. One more before break. <laughs> Line four. Thanks for waiting. Who's this? Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Oh, Beamer Bobby in the house. What's up, Bobby? Feeling good, brother. Feeling good. How about yourself? Hey. Listen, um, like getting season ticket back good. I couldn't, I, first of all, I couldn't sleep last night that well. And when I did fall asleep, I was dreaming about doing the show. That's how excited I was uh, to come in today to do this. I can imagine. So I just want to direct something to Rowdy. He said something about our boy Mertz and who stuck us with Mertz. Who put all his eggs in one basket with Mertz. That would be Paul Chris. you live by the sword, you die by the sword. And that's my point. You said we got to watch this Mertz BS, <laughs> and Chris was the one that drove that train. They called him Bum Mertz, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah, he was yeah, on the Mertz just, train. See, and that's the thing. So in 2019, when Graham Mertz was that true freshman brought in there, he was the four star. <laughs> some some publications had him as a five star. Balled out at that All Star game. Five touchdowns. And. There were people that thought that he should be starting week one because 
of what he had accomplished in high school and these all-star games and all this other stuff. And we had people like our sports director, Zach Heilprin, that were at practice, and they're like, no, 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 Jack Cohn is better than Graham Mertz. He is clearly head and shoulders better than Graham Mertz. He knows the offense. He can make all the throws they ask him to make. Graham might have more talent and more arm talent, but Graham or er, but Jack Cohn is is way better than him. And people didn't believe it. And Jack Cohn had a really good season. And then all of a sudden, 2020 happened. Where you're right, all of a sudden, Jack Cohn got hurt. Uh, it was pretty much like, all right, Graham Mertz is our guy. He had that one Illinois game, and uh, we'll see you later, Jack Cohn. And Jack Cohn has played. A hundred times better than Graham Mertz once he left Wisconsin. That that's my point right there. And the other thing is, I haven't seen a game, game that bad since the Morton era, and I'm older than all you guys there. Yeah. And that was just a lackluster. That's terrible. Either, I think he put McIntosh in a no wins, like a no. He earned being canned. Yeah, I, I like he earned being canned. I know what you're saying, yeah. So, I mean, he put him in a, in a position where he had to can him. He had no choice because he was not changing anything, and the team was descending absolutely into a downward spiral. And there, were, there was no bottom the way it looked. I don't know, Bobby. The first game I ever went to as a kid, Indiana hung 60-plus points on uh, Wisconsin at the Camp Randall with uh, Antoine Randall, L.A. quarterback. <laughs> that was pretty bad. Well, I think I think well. it's a – and the other thing is, why not audition? There is no reason not to audition Leonard. See what he can do, the balance of the season, and see if he is the next coach. Yeah. Maybe they're going to see that he's not. Yeah. I mean, I mean this, this is win, it. This is win, the audition. Win, win, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'll I mean, say Leonard is not set up in a nice – a good spot right now, but at least he you know knows the team. He's been with the team, so we'll see. Beers and taco. Great. Great listener to the show. Even better in person. Just got to be have someone on the dump button when he's around. Right, Rowdy? Yeah. No but, mic is safe. No mic is safe. We're on beers and taco on Twitter. But he uh, messages uh, myself at Ebo Says and Rowdy's Rowdy underscore Razor. So Paul Chris was 1-9 against top 20 teams the last 10. That's pathetic. Uh, I saw this. Our guy J8 Krebs. Good morning, Jordan. Says players can say how much they love Paul, but it's clear as day this team hasn't played motivated in two years. It's time to move on. And then uh, I saw, what was that one Bull Pelini stat? <laughs> I actually did. I, who, who was it? There was one player that sent, came out on social media and said, we are going to play the rest of the season for coach. <laughs> what were you doing when he that's, was there? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, where um, the F were you the last couple weeks? Bull Pelini, 66 and 27. Paul Chris, 67 and 26. Yeah, they almost had identical records. Yeah. And both. One was allowed to uh, finish out a season, though. Uh, one also brought a cat to practice. Yeah. Was not Paul Chris. Well, then let's just go one step further. And Bo this Pelini was already mentioned. Was Bo Pelini was solid as they came at uh, Nebraska. They won pretty much eight to ten games every single year, and they were in contention in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in the Big 10, they kind of took a little bit of a step back. But that was towards the end of his tenure. What I'm getting at with that is he was never as good as Osborne. He couldn't win the national title. Nobody was because, like, yeah. we've we've talked about it. As, like at Nebraska, the next guy, Frank Zolich, n- would win nine games. The guy after that, in um, Bill Callahan, that's where your your fall really started. 
and then you bring in Bo Pelini, he brought things back, and then you were like, nah, we're good. But that's that's kind of like the, he was never as good as the guy that was there winning all the national titles that he was brought in to be. Right. And winning eight to ten games, like every single year, was good, but it wasn't good enough for Nebraska, who thought of themselves higher than I think most other uh, people around the sport think of them. But I digress on that front. But anyways, you have not had anyone successful since then. Scott Frost is the Jim Leonard in this situation. Scott Frost yeah. was on your national championship team. He was a quarterback. He was down in uh, Central Florida, won a fake national title. But they, were, <laughs> but he, but, but he had but turned, he had helped turn that program around. They went from winning like no games to six games to undefeated. Then he left. Yeah. So he was a coach on the rise that everyone wanted. And he was coming back home. That's the same exact spot that Jimmy Leonard is now in, except for one thing. They got to see Scott Frost coach Division One football as a head coach. Yeah. not We have not seen that with Jim Leonard. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be terrible and he's going to be Scott Frost, but I'm saying there's a real shot that you don't even get back to the Bo Pelini, Paul Christ level, no. which has been pretty good. And even looking at some of the records, Paul Christ was really freaking good pretty much every year except for 2020. And yeah, they did lose some games that they shouldn't have. But overall, the records aren't bad. You can do a lot worse. And we talk about if you're not going to commit to NIL and you're not going to commit to some of these things, how are you going to go grab a coach that's legit yeah. that can win? We're moving down to D3. This is a tough spot for Join Wisconsin football right now. This is uh, this is at a crossroads. Uh I mean, well, they've been on the decline for a couple of years now, right? Like, th- there's no way around it. Now? I just think you should have let him finish out the season because if he could have turned it around, I think people would have felt differently if this team finished 8-4. and four. All those losses, but, though, no motivation, no, it just, just bad. Oh, here's a positive. I mean, Packers did win. That's nice. Ugly game. Our guy Pike Slayer won all the way up in uh, Marinette. Forgotten fire wine, by the way. My man Jake. Says the Lady Badgers got a win over Illinois as well this weekend. If you're grasping for good, a little volleyball rowdy. So there you go, volleyball. There's, I mean, there's the money maker right there. If you want to back a winner, Badgers volleyball. Let's go. Oh, and uh, in case you missed it, <laughs> I uh, hate to be the bearer of bad news when it comes to Wisconsin hockey. Now I know it was an exhibition game, not good though. They lost. To Lakehead. Lakehead. Three to two in overtime. Who in the hell is Lakehead? Rowdy. Well, according to our guy Barry Richter, they are like the Canadian college hockey program, which is kind of like a third tier type hockey program because all of the Lakehead. best Yeah, all of the best Canadians, you know, they go to the NHL yeah. or they go to these other leagues like Division One and blah blah blah. They're like Lakehead. third they're third tier players. Lakehead. Tony Granado? Mm. From what I get Mm-mm-mm. from what I gathered when Barry was talking about it, I would almost compare it to like if the Wisconsin Badgers lost to like Platteville in football. <laughs> hey, they they very well could this year if that were to happen. That's no. how bad. No, no. 
Rowdy, uh, I'll say this. That did occur here for the Wisconsin hockey team. Chris McIntosh, I don't envy his job right now. I'm sure it was very tough to call Paul Kristen and have, a, as they said, an emotional conversation. Now, Paul Chris was due $15 million plus for a buyout. Apparently, the number's going to come out a little later, but it's, it was significantly less. Well, let's hear from Chris McIntosh. Chris McIntosh on the podium last night uh, as the Packer game was you know, dwindling in overtime. Uh, Jim Leonard was there as well, the new interim head coach. So let's uh, hear from McIntosh. Uh, here is it on the team meeting or they told the players that Chris was out. Take a listen. We had a closed-door meeting uh, with everything, everybody around the program. goes without saying, and I mentioned it earlier, it's a tough day for us all, uh, given how much we all cared for and how much we love Coach Chris. His players are first on that list in terms of how much they care for him. And um, it was a... It was a tough meeting, and it's one that's, uh, in my mind, going to live in that meeting room. Uh, Braylon Allen tweeted out yesterday at 7.06, anyone who wanted Coach Chris gone isn't a part of this team. Interesting. Here's more from McIntosh saying uh, why he made this as an in-season decision to move on from Paul Chris. This isn't uh, certainly not a decision that's taken lightly. It's not a game-by-game decision. Uh, This is a decision that's based upon where we're at as a program. You know, I, I think it's important to make a decision when I feel it's the right time, given the circumstances of where we're at as a program right now. And so it's a tough time to make a transition, but I felt it was the right time, and and that's what led me to it. Hmm. McIntosh also continues saying he believes this is the first day of the future of the program. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's my role to have, you know, the position of our program always on my mind. You know, I think we just reached a point where today I felt was the right time to make that decision. You know, I mentioned it's not one I take lightly. It's it's an incredibly tough day for us all, but uh, I'm optimistic that uh, today's the first day of the future of this program and of the direction that we'll take it. Now, Rowdy, the future of the program right now is at a crossroads, and I think where it's leading and heading is not a good place. So I'm thinking of all the positives that went into the change for him going to make that change by firing Paul Christ in season. I'm going to think of try and think of some of the positives oh, now look at rowdy turnover no well one i'm i'm on the other side of the fence here yeah you think he should have been i i would have kept him till the end of the season but i'm gonna try and think of the positive that we will now have doing it now one in the immediate it's definitely going to stir up the roster whether they're tweeting about it. Yeah. They're tweeting about it. If anything, this definitely has pissed them off or something. So maybe maybe next game, at least for one game, you'll get that little new head coach bump where all of a sudden people are going to be energized. People are going to be quote unquote playing for coach and they're going to come out there and maybe put some Northwestern players in the hospital. Mm -hmm. That's one. Two, you get to try out Jim Leonard and he gets to have, you get to see what Jim Leonard looks like as an NFL head coach. Now, it's not going to be all of his same coaches. This isn't going to be his, like, coaching staff. But you will kind of get a little preseason type thing, a little preview of, of, sure. of what Jim Leonard looks like as a head coach to determine whether or not he is going to be the next guy in line. Because I think everyone just thought it was a done deal that Jim Leonard yeah. would be the next Definitely. head coach at Wisconsin. Definitely. But you actually get to see it play out. It's a, it's almost like it's September in Major League Baseball season and you're bringing up uh, some of your better prospects and you're, you're just going to let them see what they do as when they play. Yeah. So I think you do get to see that. And then that's kind of 
how it dove's tail with this one. If he isn't good, you can go outside of the program yes, totally. and bring somebody else. And so I do see some of the benefits, but for me personally, you do. We're talking about how this program is going in the wrong direction. It is. I would agree. Since 2020, it has been going in the wrong direction. They've lost games that they shouldn't have lost. And some of them are inexcusable. Also, this isn't rock bottom. It could get a whole hell of a lot worse. What if they lose a Northwestern Saturday? AKA look at what Nebraska has become under Scott Frost or currently from what they were under Bo Pelini. We talked about the numbers. They're arguably identical between what Bo Pelini and, and it's just uh, a Paul one, Christ win, had one done. Loss difference. You could exactly. You could say that a lot of the numbers that and things that Paul Chris and Brett Bielema have done have been very similar, even though you have some people clamoring for Brett Bielema to come back to Madison. Mm-hmm. So that there are a lot of things you could do where you actually get worse than where you're yeah. at. Well, now, obviously they're always going to try and improve, but those are some of the, the positive things. But for me personally, I couldn't do it. No, if that's my guy, we might be talking during the season. They're if I'm the AD no. saying, Hey, you know, like, I think this is it. We're going to go in a different direction, but well, how about give this me, you? you know, give it all you got at the end of this year. So I, I don't think I could have whacked him unless he came in and said, I, we need to end this now. So our Twitter poll is Wisconsin fans. Do you agree with letting Paul Chris go mid season? Rowdy voted? No, he'd let him see it out to the end of the year. I, Listen, I love Paul Chris, love Paul Chris, Wisconsin guy through and through. I voted yes in the Twitter poll because, he, in my humble opinion, what you saw out on the field and all these losses, no energy, no motivation, no desire to win a football game. And if you were to keep Chris at the end of the year, you're being complacent in that, saying you're fine with it. I, I Listen, I, I understand it, but at the same time, I don't understand it. But here's Chris McIntosh, Rowdy, saying their goal is to win championships. And that was what was in mind when he made the move. I would just comment more holistically on on where we're at. Um, the expectations of our program at Wisconsin are to win championships, and um, I felt that it was time. It was it was the right time to make a, a change uh, to pursue those. See, this is where I would call him out. I would call Chris McIntosh right now and say, "This program is about winning championships." Even when Barry Alvarez was here, how many championships did they win? I mean, the guy, the person, zero. The one who's going to win the Big Ten, Ohio State, you just got throttled by and the week previous. I don't take you seriously when you say that this university is about winning championships. When you you've you've publicly stated it in both your biggest money making sports of basketball and football that you're not all in on NIL. Yeah, and NIL has revolutionized and the. Wouldn't you say? that the best teams year in and year out. Yeah. You have some of your best coaches in college football, right? Like we know the Nick Sabans. We, we know the Dabo Sweeney's. We, those guys could probably go anywhere and win. Yeah. But a lot of the other blue bloods that maybe they have a few down years and then they're right back up. What is the one consistent thing, no matter who the coach is, that they always have it's recruiting recruits. and it's the best recruits in the country. Mm-hmm. You had a little spat between Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher about Jimbo Fisher buying players. And they had the number one recruiting class in the country, Texas A&M this year. And Nick Saban was all pissed off at Alabama because he's used to being up towards that yeah. top spot. Yep. 
How are you going to compete with these teams when they're talking about buying players and you say, oh, we're not really going to do that. No. But you're talking about winning championships. So USC. What championship are you winning? <laughs> All right, well, uh, more into it. Many layers of the onion. Phone line's blowing up again. Line one. Good morning. Who's this? It's Sasquatch. Mike, good morning, guys. Sasquatch, what's up, dude? I'm, I'm from Illinois, so I'm not, a, I'm not an Illini fan. Unfortunately, I'm a, a Northwestern fan. So yeah, that, doesn't, that is rather unfortunate. <laughs> that's okay, Mike. Yeah. Misery loves company. Uh, well, you can be an honorary Badger fan today. Oh, no, that's okay. I want to talk about the Packers, guys. I am. Listen to me. I, 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 I'm, I've talked about a fixed league. I've said how there's things that happen that just bewilder the human like the delay mind. of like the delay of game that wasn't called that uh, the Patriots scored a touchdown on. Now, guys, I had said. Okay, and I'm not one that I want to boast and say I told everybody so. But you remember a couple of weeks ago when I called and I said how uh, I call it the way it is, whether it's on the other team or it's on the against the yeah, Packers. Yeah, yeah. I be fair and square. I'm, I watch games. I don't just watch. I'm a football fan. I watch the games, and I'm seeing this all over the place. You've got how many reps out on the field? You got seven or eight? How many? I don't know how many. How There's many eyes everywhere, Mike. All right. And you got cameras. That was two and a half to possibly close to three seconds. And it was not just, it had happened in the play before. So, you know, they're watching and well, they got to watch. It's their job. But I said a couple of weeks ago that the star quarterbacks in the league get away with it. Rodgers, Brady, Mahomes. Yeah, last I checked, Bailey Zappi's not a star player in the league. Uh, who, Brady? Bailey Zappi, who got away with oh. it. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. not a star. Uh, but you know, you see these guys, you know, get well. That's my point. You see these guys get away with it. Yeah. Well, hey, Mike, they won. They won, baby. They won. So we beat the odds. Uh, they won. But you know what, guys? I don't know, man. I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm a little bit. I'm, I'm. I've always been the glass yeah. is a little half empty what? because I, especially with the Packers, they yeah. let me down over the years in the playoffs. Okay, this is this is just what we have to prepare. Hey, they're so. figuring out, hey, Mike, uh, can we uh, make it a little quicker? I got a bunch of phone calls before break. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Just real quick. I don't understand. Are you guys real sold on this team? I mean, are you, when you look at the rest of the league, did you watch that? I mean, hey, what do they, they say? Fake until you make it, Mike. If they keep winning, I'm in. Uh, we've known Aaron Rodgers, four-time MVP, Super Bowl champion, one of the greatest to ever do it. I think this offense will figure it out. You know, down the road. I hope. I hope. I just. I just. I don't. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. Be, it, they won, Mike. Let's celebrate that, okay, buddy. <clears throat> All right, guys. Let's see you, Sasquatch. Uh, line two, good morning. Nah, Mike Madison, what's up? Mike, what's up, dude? Oh, man. Paul Chris got fired on a Sunday. How are you going to get even, fired on your day off? Chick-fil-A. If he was sad, he couldn't even care. How, How are you going to get fired on your day off? I come stealing boxes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know what, man? I don't know. Like, I, I'm not a huge, like, I'm, I'm with Rowdy, man. I, I hate to say it, but I Whoa. am. I am. I am. I'm, I'm a, not a mid-season, you know, fire the guy, but... I think moving off of him after the season, you know, based on what's happening right now, um, what was probably going to happen either way. Um, but and now it's, a, now it's I, an addition for Jim Leonard. Say that again. It's an addition for Jim Leonard now. Now you get to, hey, now you get a little taste of Jim to see what he brings to the table. I, no, His I, team I hasn't quit point. on it. I love that point by Rowdy. Yeah, you get a little taste, man. You get a little see, and I, I think. I'm a little worried about the team, you know, right now, like about the chemistry, about the players. Totally. I, I, I think the, the tweets are evident that they're not totally. the happiest. Um, so, I mean, I just want to see what they can do against Northwestern. 
hopefully they <laughs> hopefully they win. <laughs> that, I, and I quote: be... "I just want to see what they can do against Northwestern." Well, Western. now what if they come out here? It's it's Jim Leonard's first game being a head coach, and and maybe they are <laughs> down in the dumps about uh, Paul Chris being fired, and they just they don't show up against Northwestern and yeah, say they get, get beat it. by Northwestern. Yeah, get over are, it. Are people going to be screaming for Jim? Yeah. Jim Leonard's not the guy. Well, Mike, no, they're just going to yeah. be screaming at McIntosh yeah. at that point. Mike, hang on to your butt, brother. It's going to get more wild before it, it gets it's gonna better. It's going to get bad. Yep. It's going to get Scott Frost bad. See you, buddy. So, oh. uh, just one more thing. Yep. Um, you got me off me. Sorry, you got me off. Sorry, bro. You got me off. Mac- got McIntosh was talking about Big Ten championships, not about <laughs> championships. Championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Mike, call back in. Uh, We're just we have like a million phone calls up against the break. Just call in a little later if, you, right, if you remember you. it. I right, see, you, bud. Uh, line three. Good morning, Evil Nelly. Did I or did I not tell you Friday at Pooley's that this was going to happen if they lost? You did, Big Joe. Well done. Big Joe, one second, buddy. Uh, line four, good morning. Who's this? Good morning, boys. What's good? What's good? Not Badger football, Chad. Nope. <laughs> That's the only sure. way this makes sense, the only way this makes sense is that they have a plan holistically from the athletic department all the way down. They need to embrace the NIL in total because otherwise you've just fired a coach. You didn't necessarily need to. You're putting Leonard in the worst possible situation, and you're still clinging to this idea or notion that you're going to win national championships by being Midwestern nice. <laughs> it's time to step it up and get in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's all there is to it. It's that simple. And if, if they have that, if they're ready to do that, fine. If not, then this is stupid. Yeah. Chad, spot on, brother. Well done. All right. See you, homie. Uh, line five, good morning. Hey, Tim from McFarland. Hey, Timmy, I, I what's up, dude? Friday, man. Timmy. I it on Friday. What? I, I, I didn't think. I said they're going to lose. I you did. You did call for bad. Illinois to win on Friday. You were correct. Yeah, and uh, I just I, I think the two programs are going in different directions. And and I unfortunately, I had to work Saturday, so I didn't listen to you guys. on. Uh, it was fun to listen to you guys. Um, but I had to turn it on to Lucas and LePay, you know, and so I was listening to the radio, and them guys were even like, oh, my God, what the hell? And, uh, it's not good. You know, and, um, you know, I, I, one, one thing, I thought it was kind of weird that they won the coin toss and they deferred right away, which, which is fine. They went down and scored, but that's all they did. And then that second half, you better be damn well and ready to stop them. But they didn't even, you know, they, they just rolled over them that whole second half. I mean, Brett, know, Brett Bielema, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. And, you know, they had like, two rushing ru- yards. Wisconsin yeah. had two and, rushing yards. Well, you know, and like Allen has enough nerve to send that text or whatever he did tweet, out. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, and he didn't even show up. I mean, I don't even know why. I mean, all the guys, and Rowdy said this too. Like, Rowdy, if, if all the guys tweeting out right now that, you know, they're going to have the rest of the season for Chris and this is about Chris, well, what would they do for Chris, Rowdy? Right. <laughs> you didn't exactly. show up for him against Illinois and you'd first or second half, especially oh, the second and, half. And, you know, Rowdy, you're making some good, really good points today, or both of you. I I really enjoy the show. But, you you know, it is kind of weird that he took – he didn't take the money and the timing of all this stuff. Yeah, is there more at play? And Leonard, you know, and Leonard is totally unproven. And, I mean, it it could go to hell in a handbag real fast (laughs) here. It might might just do that too. I, I did. I did hear there were sightings of Herb the Perv at Silk Exotics, but um, oh, uh, Madison's only Las Vegas style yeah, gentlemen's club. I heard. Yeah, I heard he had a, a corner table. Um, but uh, well, good. Let's get him bottle service. Maybe, let's go. Yeah. Let's woo him. He looks good in red. Yeah, let's I'm woo him. You. Yeah, good stuff, Timmy.
right. See you, brother. Oh, this man was in attendance. Boots, or I should say asses in the seats for the debacle at Camp Randall. The great pumpkin comes and carves up the Badgers. One young Ben Kenny. Good morning, Benjamin. Hey, what a wow. day yesterday. So what I a was, weekend. I was working out watching the Packers. I got a text that Paul Christ had been fired. It was about two hours before the news dropped. Oh, too sad on it. I just dropped everything. I, I couldn't even watch the Packers game. There was so much crap running. Well, I hope you pick up brain. the weights you're working out with. You just drop them on the floor and leave. Did uh, you? No, I, I, hope, you, I hope you racked I, them. Oh, yeah. I wiped stuff down. Okay, I hope you racked them. I was a good citizen. All right, good. Yeah. We live I, in a society, Ben. It's so weird. Wisconsin is, is the slowest moving program and athletic department and team ever, both on the field and off. And this was an instant, quick decision. It's so un Wisconsin. It is. That's why I kind of like it. It's hard. To, I mean, here's the thing. Why do they do it? They don't see Chris McIntosh, at least, does not see Paul Christ as the long-term answer. So why keep him around? Well, let's do this at 9. Shorty right here. we got the Razor's Edge coming up. I just want to say good morning. Say some uh, pleasantries. But you were at the game. How depressing was it? To be honest, I didn't stay that long. Not, was, I mean, not many people did. It was horrible. It was demoralizing. There was nothing good. I was excited to talk about the game today because there's not one thing this team is good at right now. No, I will talk about it coming up. Uh, first, uh, really quick before we get to the Razor's Edge, this guy was at the tailgate with us at the Red Zone. Our guy, Vega Johnny. Johnny, good morning. Also at the game, and there was something good. Let me tell you what was good about the game. We have a south end zone that is now a real live sport experience. Let Ooh. me tell you what. Yeah, you you were in the, the, you're in the new area. Yes. If you got the 120 bucks to fill out for a ticket, and I know it's a lot, but let me tell you, you get in there, you order a double Jack and Coke for $9, and they pour it to the rim. That's you it? Know, wow, that's nice. There's, there's no room for the Coke, you know? So it's, it's, the prices are pretty good in there. But let me tell you what, firing a coach that is and 6-1 in bowl games, our last two full seasons have 9 and 10 wins respectively. Michigan had the maturity to last through a Harborough uh, you know, slump, and it ended up in them getting a Big Ten championship. What they did is they invested in recruiting and they invested in assistant coaches. This athletic director was clearly influenced by emotional boosters, could not hold his ground, and instead of actually investing what makes a successful college football program, he's just using Chris, the guy who's six and one in bowl games, as the fall guy. That's my take. <coughs> I do have to say, John, you were right. This team is probably yeah. going to miss a bowl. Well, oh, your well, nightmare, well, your see, nightmare it could come true, Johnny. Hey, and how about how about getting promoted to head coach after giving up thirty-four to Illinois? We are seeing what happens when we have a thirtieth-ranked defense instead of a top-ten-ranked defense. Hey, don't forget, hey, don't forget, giving up fifty-two the game before to Ohio State. What a Monday. What a Monday indeed. We, we really have not even talked much Green Bay Packers at all. And rightfully so. I mean, it's like guns blazing on the Badgers. I, I was thinking about this as we both left the studio. How about you had to pee? One, that was on Monday was Paul Christ firing. Tuesday, the Green Bay Packers. Because it's kind of order of importance, right? Yeah. Three, the Milwaukee Bum Brewers. They stink. This is the Milwaukee Brewers. Because also Wednesday will be like the... Hey, we can talk some Milwaukee Brewers and their failures. Boo-ers. And then it would be the last game of the season. Because Wednesday's done. They're done. 
and then we can come back, uh, you know, maybe next Monday or whatever and talk about kind of like the season highlights and the season recap and then we can be done with here's them. your highlights it's over then i don't even want to talk about them until they fire craig council <laughs> the wrong man in charge of a program got fired on sunday yeah you're right brian ference is still employed <sighs> the wrong man was fired brian harrison at auburn lasted longer than paul christ i don't think Dude, I think, you know him and bull Pelini have like the same record who? paul christ and Bo Pelini? Yeah. So like, it's a one loss, one win difference. Someone brought that up last night. It's interesting. Nebraska fired him, though, during a 9-3 and three season. It's not as if the program was drastically trending down and underperforming. They fired him while they were at... I think it's because he brought his cat to practice. I don't think this is a Bo Pelini situation because... Yeah, Bo Pelini could still win with quarterbacks that couldn't even throw a football. Bo Pelini basically (laughs) ran Wildcat with Taylor Martinez the entire time he was quarterback. If the Brewers, I'm sorry, if, when the Brewers miss the playoffs, so will Craig Council be fired? Worst decision, bunting an extra innings twice in a row or running the Wildcat on third and three? Wildcat. I don't know. It's debatable. Well, uh, uh, this is the thing that pisses me off, and the reason why I just want to slap oh, him up. Brody, we're up against the break. You pissed oh. off? Like, that's a lot of things. The, the reason why the bunting doesn't make sense, uh, Ben, I've always said this. I'm situational when it comes to bunting. Hunter and Renfro? Firings. No. Hunter Renfro's a guy I'm not looking to bunt with. He's your only good hitter. Exactly. Here's, here's my saying. thing that makes me so upset. Craig Council hardly ever bunted ever. In those same exact situations the entire year. The reason it's maddening is because the biggest game of the season, that game you could not lose, you decided to bunt in that situation, but every other same situation like that prior this season, you didn't, Mm -hmm. and then you said because you don't bunt and that your numbers tell you not to bunt, but then in the biggest game of the season, you... A game in which you needed to win, you, you bunted bunt. and went against everything you ever effing said Twice in every a row. single time earlier. <laughs> you can't flip flop like this. You got to be one or the other. And yeah, he's not a politician. Oh my god! It's like everything you just row. said in all of those all of those other pressers when you were asked why didn't you bunt and you said why you just came back and did everything against what you had said all year in your biggest game of the season in which you needed. And I am with Ben in this one. When Hunter Renfro was at the plate, your best hitter, Let the man hit. I wouldn't have done it. If it was Victor Carantini, which sure. they did later and it worked, you just need some other one of the two bums to hit the baseball. Yeah. Luis Arias is a, Colossal disappointment. Is it the Booers or the Ewers? Oh, the Ewers. The Milwaukee Ewers. They stink. They suck. See, if the Brewers wanted to be good at marketing and PR, don't send me emails every freaking day about tickets. That's just obnoxious. It's like three a day around you. Really get out ahead of this is you sit there and you go, Oh, the Packer game's on. It's Sunday in Wisconsin. Oh, the Brewer or the the Badgers just dropped a nugget that Paul Christ is being fired during this Packer game. You know what? Time to get our news dump out there. See ya, Craig. That would have been the ultimate. That that would have made today even better. I wouldn't even know what to talk Screw about. You, you're fired. Which one would you want you're to talk fired. about? Whoa. Yeah.
I saw someone post on Facebook yesterday that if Matt LaFleur and the Packers were to lose the game after because this is right after the Brewers lost. Worst weekend ever. They should have fired Paul Chris, Craig Council, and then Matt LaFleur wow. in order. Dude, I, there are so many Craig Council stands that have defended Craig Council over and over and over in my mentions, in my text messages, in whatever type of message you want to say. There are some of those people that were defending Craig Council for years that are now saying, this is ridiculous. This is the worst I've ever seen this team manage. This is the worst I've ever seen Craig Council manage since he started. Some of the people that were his biggest backers over the years, they're starting to turn kind of like what we saw against Washington State with Paul Christ. I would say this. <laughs> I would argue that this season for the Milwaukee Brewers was the worst season in franchise history. Here's what we're going to do this week. Once the Brewers are officially done with the playoffs on Wednesday, we're talking about what team and what year, what season from expectations of where they finished has let That's you what down I'm the saying. most. Expectation-wise, this was probably the worst Milwaukee Brewers season ever, and that's next to teams that win like 65 games. Line one, good morning. Who's this? Boys, Kyle. <laughs> hey, Kyle. What's up, dude? <laughs> hey, man. Rowdy, you are so on point, man. I, I came into the office this morning, obviously, Paul Chris being let go, and I said, well, what's the chances now that Craig Council is the next news that he's gone? I, I, I want to I see it happen. You know, these analytics guys, it, it's something about them. You know, they play these analytics. They're for nerds! They're just, they're, they're soft. They got no, no freaking bark in their, in their bite, you know, no bite in their bark. Whichever way you want to look at it, I just, I don't know. These guys, they just, they, they don't motivate. You know, they, they talk to you all soft and quiet and <laughs> naughty, naughty, naughty. You can't do hey, that. Listen, listen here, Kyle. Your butt is special and different and better than everyone else's. Let me give it a little pat. Good job, soldier. Yeah. Anticipation medal. You guys did a really good job this year. No. Ben. Get in there. Get them fired up and get this freaking Wisconsin bandwagon back on a winning streak, man. Come on. Come on! Hey, we got Packers winning, though. Come on! Man, can I smoke some meat on Saturday? Oh, man, it was so delicious. Had a big bonfire Saturday night. I was living life. Hell yeah. Sounds nice. Yeah, man. Hell no yeah. rain in the forecast. The sun was shining. Yeah, Saturday was beautiful besides the Badger game. It was oh, beautiful. It was, it was gorgeous. Good uh, weekend all around, you know. Hell just yeah, Wisconsin dude. sports just can't get it together. Oh, yeah, and the Packers won. But guess what? It's regular season. They always win in the regular season. <laughs> you got to win, win in the regular season to get to the postseason. That, that you do, yeah. Glass half full, I guess. <laughs> good, good stuff, Kyle. Enjoy that smoked meat, dude. Oh, yeah, it's gone. Venison? I'm a, I, I got, no, I did uh, chicken, chicken wings. The boy wanted. Uh, I did uh, pork tenderloin and uh, some chicken breast. Well, next time, invite us, okay? Okay, I, I, I will send that invitation. See you, buddy. <laughs> you, know, you know what's crazy? That we weren't invited to that? Northwestern might be so bad. They're going to lose. That even this Wisconsin team can win this game on it, Saturday. It's at Ryan's Field. Dude. They're eight-point favorites. Dude. Oh, I'm sorry, they're what? They opened as eight-point favorites. Who, who did? Wisconsin. That's it? Yeah. Uh on the road at Northwestern? Northwestern sucks! Wisconsin's two and th- Wisconsin sucks! But they're like... Yeah, you're right. I mean, Wisconsin probably go lose this game. Penn State turned the ball over five times this weekend and won by double digits. Like, <laughs> at you Northwestern. Know, 
we always have the uh, saying, especially when Dave from Anona's calling in, that you know, blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. <laughs> Even the sun shines on a dog's, dog's ass, ass yeah. some days. Brett Bielema was was just oh, he was, shining out there. He was living his best life. Cr- Brett, he stood out. Brett Bielema wearing exactly what he was wearing, looking like the great pumpkin, like, I think, the tarp that he bought. He could have got any chick's number after the game. I he had so much Brett confidence. Bielema was too humble for what he just did. If I was Brett Bielema karma. and you had the karma tweet, karma. you had all that bad blood, but then, you know, you kind of, I would have unblocked Zach Heilprin, <laughs> tweeted karma at him. I would have, I would even did a little lap around Camp Randall after that game. Cause who's going to tell me well, I can't? Well, he just kicked their he, ass. He just owned him. Here's who's going to tell Brett Bielema he can't take a lap around Camp Randall. His ticker is hard. It's not. <laughs> Well, maybe he has to get on the DK Metcalf. Yeah, he could have got on the. And he gets on. He, he gets got, driven around on. Could have got a medical cart. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, Brett Bielema was not taking a lap around Camp Randall. Let's be honest with ourselves. Hey, I, a part of me though, and this is gonna sound weird, a part of me felt good, good for Brett Bielema. I bet you he felt real good. He, had, I bet you he still, I bet you he went back for instead of four plates, five plates at the All You Can Eat. He was feeling himself. Then and he should have. They, they came in and just kicked Wisconsin's ass. Ben, like, if you were Jen, now play along. If you were Jen Bielema. Oh, you know how these conversations go. Would you have gone to Twitter and tweeted out hashtag karma? Yes. I would have. No doubt. I would have. Well, 2022, we can identify as Jen Bielema now. Yeah. Rowdy, go identify as one and tweet it out. Karma. Oh, no, you did tweet it out. <laughs>